Hey guys, welcome back to Honey Girls World Podcast. I'm coming to you guys with a podcast um, on a Friday. Happy Aloha Friday, everyone. And um, today is October 25th, so we are just a few days out from Halloween. I'm super, super excited for that. Um, But today's podcast is going to be an interesting one, and I wanted to share it with you because this date has some pretty big significance in my life. Um, In 2013, those of you that follow me on my blog and on social media may know or remember that my husband graduated from his recruit class um, for corrections and you know one of my one of my favorite or I wouldn't say favorite but one blog post that I or blog series that I'm very very passionate about is confessions of a corrections officer's wife and today is a significant day because today is the day my husband graduated from BCT class in 2013. So it's officially made six days since his graduation um, from basic training and six days that he's basically been, you know, a corrections officer. And it probably, if I had to be honest, I would say that it also marks six days of or not six days six years to the day of the day that my life basically and utterly completely changed on me um it it has been a very very long road um you know a lot of people get really um what is that word I'm looking for? I wouldn't say necessarily apprehensive, but they get really uncomfortable when it comes time to talking about things like that. And I understand, um, you know, a corrections officer, they're basically an LEO or a law enforcement officer. They don't get the title that they, you know, deserve because people all over the world Um, including the United States and here in Hawaii, call them guards. And they are so much more than guards. Um, You know, they, they, they they keep your nightmares locked up, basically. And, you know, I always knew that they had a challenging job, but I guess I never realized how much. Um, You know, as I said, today six years ago my life basically changed and I want to say that there have been many many positives that came into it but at the same time I had absolutely no idea how much things would be a challenge until until it was too late to realize that that was the case um you know, I I have people that are police officers um, in my family, so I'm definitely not downgrading that in any way. But, you know, a police officer basically arrests their assailant 
or they're criminal or whatever you want to call them. And then they release them and, or not release them. That is an improper word. I'm sorry. They, you know, they take them to jail. They take them to wherever it is need to go. And once their paperwork's done, once the court or whatever it is, is done that they need to take care of. Well, guess what? That's done with. They never have to see that person again. Um, you know, corrections officers, the ones that have to stay with them until they're sentenced to a long-term facility or every single day for as long as their sentencing will be, they deal with that every single day. They deal with that person every single day. And people just don't realize that, you know, again, they don't think that it is, you know, that big of a deal. And it's just been a long challenge, a long road the last six years. My husband, um, he was injured. And when I say injured, I mean major injury, broken bone. Um, he had an overextension of his wrist. So his ligaments are completely screwed up in one of his wrists and hands um, where he has you know, all kinds of injury, pains when it gets cold, overuse and stuff like that. And then of course he broke his ankle, um, just over a year ago and major injuries, um, that he's sustained in takedowns with inmates and, you know, not to mention the things they see all the time, whether it's blood or what have you. And, you know, corrections officers, COs, they are inside of a facility that houses murderers, rapists, pedophiles. Yes, you have your drug addicts, your drug dealers, your alcoholics. You have all of those things. But can you imagine how difficult it is to be somebody that is locked in a area and you're not even locked up? You're just having to you know, oversee these people and they are a pedophile. They raped or molested children or they're in there with a murderer. And, you know, we live on an island. Maui's small. Everybody knows everybody for the most part. Even if we don't know each other, we know someone who knows someone else. And, you know, they're, they're locked up in it with these types of people. It's, it's horrible. Um, I will try to leave a link to my blog posts about this that I wrote a few years ago and I've been wanting to keep up with this series on my blog and I'm bummed that I haven't had the opportunity to do so but I will promise to do that but you know like I said I'm going through my memories today and I had seen pictures of what you know at my husband's graduation and I realized that it was today that our lives forever changed between PTSD and just an emotional roller coaster. You know, statistically, corrections officers have the highest suicide rate. Many of them who are married, when they get into that type of job, oftentimes their relationship with their spouse does not last. And it takes a strong-willed couple to be able to get through a shit ton of the bullshit that it throws your way. And people just don't realize it. They don't understand. They don't think about it. And 
so therefore this is what we're dealing with on a daily basis like the life is already a challenge in itself and then you have to add in all of these things and it may seem like no big deal it's just every other job but then when you look at someone who is in law enforcement like a police officer someone like that on the front line who is there every single day it's okay for them to suffer from PTSD it's okay for them to have emotional roller coasters or be angry or moody or emotional any of those things because they're a police officer well again I will reiterate and restate what I said earlier a police officer gets to let go of these criminals into a jail they don't have to see them again if they don't want to unless they're rearresting them sometime down the line all over again and people like my husband are in the jail every single day with these people day in day out I mean I don't think that it's said enough that a corrections officer is so so important in society or that I'm I'm sure they're not expecting to get applauded but they never get acknowledged many of them don't and then you know they have to they their family takes on all of that emotion and all of that sadness and angry side and everything and they deal with that every day you know ever since my well let me let me step back a little bit you know my husband you know he grew up in a family with law enforcement officers so for him it was something that you know he was used to his dad was always working um you know sometimes he wouldn't be home for a few days his mom would be the one that had to take care of them and do things like that so you know it was something that he was pretty much accustomed to the problem was not that it was that you know he didn't realize I don't even know where to begin you guys I'm so emotionally overwhelmed with this right now that it's hard for me to get my words across and I apologize for that because I'm sitting here I'm actually getting ready for a craft fair and then I have coming up in about three weeks so I am doing um, bracelets and stuff like that for the craft fair because I need to have something on my mind while I do this otherwise I get very very emotional so pardon me if you hear noises in the background plus I'm sitting in the car as my sons are getting their teeth cleaned at the dentist that's very very important so you can hear a lot of noise in the background and a lot of things going on so I apologize for that and my brain is going to be completely scattered for this podcast um, episode so I apologize for that as well but it's just one of those things like I said It's put me in a real emotional state and I'm not even the one dealing with it. And like, I'm not my husband. I don't have to step into the facility every single day to go to work and then try to shake off that emotion when you come home. Because that's hard, right? Like the things that get seen behind closed doors, majority of the time my husband doesn't even tell me. He doesn't tell me because he doesn't want me to worry or he doesn't want me to feel like you know 
I have to take that burden on. And it makes it difficult because I have no idea half the time what he goes through. Even when he does tell me he has a hard time, you know, um, verbalizing that information with me. So it becomes very, very difficult in that while I know he's not trying to shut me out, he kind of has no choice but to do so. So then it becomes a challenge. And it's sometimes he can't forget about what happened at work. Sometimes he can't, you know, sometimes it's so bad, you know, between blood and all kinds of stuff and just dealing with people. It, it takes its toll on you. And then, of course, there's a huge stigma out there about corrections officers that they just want to take advantage of the inmates. Well, that may be the case for other <clears throat> for some facilities. That may be the case for all facilities. That may be the case for some COs. It is not the case for all of them. There are some of them that go in there trying to make a difference in life and trying to actually make a living. And then where does it put them? You know, they get that stigma basically put on them that they're a bad person because all COs are bad. When that's not the case, you know, it's just such a struggle. And then when we go out in public, it really sucks when we go out in public and... You know, my my husband is never able to relax, ever. Like I said, we live on an island. So every place you go, you'll run into an ex-inmate <clears throat> or someone on furlough or something along those lines. And while other CEOs might be able to shrug it off, it's no big deal. Um, some of them haven't gotten injured at work where they're in the process of a takedown and they broke a bone or otherwise got badly injured um or some of them just take things differently and so you know you always have to look over your shoulder I always and you know just being a wife knowing what's out there knowing what evils my husband have to keep away you know I'm constantly looking over my shoulder I already do that already as a mother as a woman I already, <clears throat> excuse me, am constantly looking over my shoulder to make sure that I'm okay. But it makes it even worse now that I have to do that. Anytime someone, and, and I have had inmates come up to me before and say things like, oh, you're so-and-so CO's wife or CO, ACO so-and-so's wife. And I'm like, oh, snap, you know, like, that's how do you know why do you know you shouldn't be knowing you know excuse me I need to clear my throat but you know it's it's worse like going out to family parties is not a constant thing anymore sorry I had to clear my throat going out to family parties is not an all-the-time thing anymore um especially if it's a, like a public kind of deal. Um, going out in public, my husband is constantly scanning the area. He has a very difficult time, you know, not doing that. He can't relax. Um, he really can't enjoy himself. And even to go out in public and do other things, it's, it's hard. 
I just this year I've been really kind of getting him to try to be as comfortable as possible for us to go out and do things together but that hasn't even been been able to be done um he's had a hard time with that as well so you know it's just not what people think it is it's not some glorified security job like people think it is because it's on a whole different level and I know I said this already earlier but I'm going to say it again they basically keep all of our nightmares locked up now I do know like I said there are some bad corrections officers out there I'm sure that give them a bad name I mean come on let's be honest here I've watched every single episode of Orange is a New Black so we know that there are people like that out there in the world unfortunately that's just realistic and that's true but not everybody's like that. And it sucks that people like my husband get lumped some into that whole scenario. I mean, it's just been one hell of a roller coaster ride. And I, part of my language, I fucking hate it. My life changed six years ago. And we were thinking that would be something for the better, knowing, you know, that, yeah, there would be change and there would be different things. Our life would be different. But never did I think it would be to this extent. And, you know, I've been quiet for a long time. I haven't said anything about it. I haven't talked about it or anything like that. And it's mainly because I just wasn't sure what to talk about or how to say. And I've been getting a lot of comments on my blog post about how come I don't post my confessions of a corrections officer's wife posts anymore. Why didn't I continue with that series? And it's not because I didn't want to. It's not because I didn't have time. Well, time is a factor, actually. But it was because I just, I've been so overwhelmed emotionally with my own thoughts and feelings with regards to it. I mean, shit, there's so much things I can talk about. I don't even know what to say. And I'm not even the person that's got to deal with that shit every single day. You know, that's not me. I don't have to deal with that. Which makes it even harder. So, I know this was kind of an impromptu. I wanted to do a podcast this week, but... And I was thinking about doing another Friday Favorites, but I wasn't sure what it was that I wanted to talk about. And then I was scrolling through Facebook... And you know how Facebook does that reminders about, um, you know, your memories and stuff like that. And then I seen the picture of my family with my husband at his graduation. And then a picture of my husband. And I thought to myself, well, that's why I'm such, I'm, I'm such a slump today. Like, I got up this morning and just felt so you know one of those days when you just are not feeling the greatest you just know that shit ain't right your head ain't right everything's kind of fucked up and I started realizing why you know after I took the time to really calm down and kind of evaluate what was going on I realized that that was the reason my life is not bad in any way but this job 
this job changed my family so entirely just personality wise my husband you know he's he's still him but he's not I mean he's just uncomfortable all the time he's on edge um he comes home he's tired after a long day and the hours are long in itself already between OT and everything else because you know short staff and everything else but if that's not bad enough you know you got to deal with the logistics of the job and that in itself is enough to drive anybody absolutely fucking insane pardon my language but it's true that in itself is enough to drive anyone absolutely crazy and you know I'm lucky our family demographic is very strong you know I try to be the biggest supporter for my husband and try to be there as much as possible but then I myself start doubting my own self because I'm like wait a minute am I doing this right am I you know am I the reason why he's he's this way and I've been doing a lot of research and reading a lot of things and you know listening to different things about stuff like this and I realized that well it's still a hard struggle in my brain it's not always me it's it's not always it's not me it's the job it's the job that makes everything so darn difficult you know it's I don't believe after talking to my husband he'll always say you know the job's not hard but at the same time I think he's talking about physically because I know from a mental standpoint from an emotional standpoint it really screws with your psyche it screws with your emotions it screws with your everything your insides, your well-being, your health, right? Because when your emotions and your mental health are not right, then guess what? It's screwing with your health. And that's exactly what I believe is happening here. So I am going to try to add more of these podcasts to kind of do an update. But I wanted to put it out there to let other CO wives know they're not alone. There are so many seal wives <clears throat> out there, honestly, <clears throat> that feel like they're alone or they feel like it's their fault that their husbands are snappy, emotional, moody, always tired, don't want to be... Um, lovey-dovey or emotional on that level with them like love emotional and then they're they just you know they feel that way but they don't want to talk about it well listen you don't have to talk about it I'm sharing my experiences with you to let you know that you're not the only one I'm here for you if you need to talk to me or talk in general about it and you know, the best thing that we could possibly do for our husbands, or if this is a husband listening, because I have had men read my posts for their wives, 
is to be there for them to listen I'm a horrible listener no I lie I actually I'm a really good listener I just I like to talk so sometimes I talk out of place and it makes it very difficult but I've been trying to learn that sometimes it's the things you don't hear that you need to listen to and um It's taken me a long time to realize that, but I'm trying. And if you need somebody to listen to, I'm here. I want to say that the road gets better and it just seems that it had gotten progressively worse over the last six years. But the only thing I can do is move past and try to be, you know, the biggest support system I can. That's the only thing I can think of. But it's not an easy road. Money's good, but sometimes you got to weigh out the odds. Is money really that important when you're losing your quality of life? So that's my podcast for today. Like I said, if you guys need somebody to talk to, you know how to reach me, email, social media, what have you, I'm here. Um, I will try to link my blog posts on honeygirlsworld.com otherwise you can go to honeygirlsworld.com and search confessions of a corrections officer's wife and you can read that post I have some statistics listed about um, PTSD suicide rates and so forth with regards to a corrections officer and if you need somebody to talk to I'm here I just want to thank all of our corrections officers that fly under the radar, that don't get acknowledged, that nobody thanks or acknowledges or says anything to. I want to thank you very much for your hard work. And to my husband who is endlessly putting his life on the line for other people. I love you. And I'll always be here for you. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Um, and a beautiful Aloha Friday. Um, my social media is all listed on my profile. If you want to go ahead and check me out anywhere there. Um, like I said, you can also find me at honeygirlsworld.com. And I'll see you guys or talk to you guys in my next podcast. Thanks so much for joining me, y'all. And have a great, wonderful day and weekend. Bye.